You are listening to a message from Life City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at lifecitychurchhouston.org. And now with you, today's message. Getting involved in. And so all these things can stress you out. Your activities become frustrating, and, and, and the, everything you do, you begin to experience discomfort spiritually, internal, mentally, and physically. And, and then not only that, listen closely, when, when, when you don't pay attention to the signs, you can miss your moment. Because times of transitions are marked, listen, by the loss of relationships. You lose people, friends that were there with you all the time. But we missed our moment of transition. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 7. I mean, in, in Genesis chapter 13, verse 7, it says, And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The relationships begin to break. The relationship begin to become sensitive, and all of a sudden, we're not because because we're not understanding that there's times of transitions in our lives, and so all of a sudden, that that was together, those that worked together, those that were together in the same thing. Now there's friction, and now there's there, there, there's there, there, there's a, a, a contention, and. and that's a sign you begin to, to not have those relationships that you used to have before. And relationships begin to be affected. And if one of the things we know about life is that life is full of relationships. And relationships are vital in the developing of our lives. Everything that surrounds us has to surround us by relationships. It's relationships. And when the relationships go bad, a lot of things can go bad. When your boyfriend and girlfriend, the relationship goes sour, there's a breakup. If you're married and the relationship goes bad, there's a divorce. If you're in a business and the relationship goes bad, the company can go bankrupt. Hello? Relationships is all that we, we, we you, you, you're not, God didn't make us in a, to be on an island by ourselves. There's, there's relationships that you have established. There are friends that you, that you have looked up to. There are friends that you have counted on. But if we don't know the moments of transitions, all of a sudden there can be frustration because we've lost the timing of God to move into the next phase of God in our lives and for our ministry, for our workplace, whatever God has called us to do. Transitions are part of life. Not, not, not only that, but, but verse 7 says, At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. They were the, God's people's enemies. When there is a moment of frustration and, and, and you, you don't grasp that it's a time to make changes and, and time because, because some of the things I, I have felt and I have seen in, in my own ministry and my own leadership, not only as a pastor, but being a leader of over 125 churches and 245 ministers that cover from Austin and San Antonio and all east of Texas, the whole state of Louisiana, is that you can start something, but as you engage in it, it begins to develop and sometimes it develops differently than what you thought. And you have to adjust those changes. That's transition. 
You have to make those changes. You can have a great plan, but it's not until the implementation of that plan that you begin to see, oh, this might need to be tweaked this way. This might need to go this way. This, because there's transitions in that. And so I've learned that. And so one of the things that begins to happen and one of the signs that I've got to make changes and that I've got to make sure that I've listened to the voice of God is their spiritual harassment. The parasites and the Canaanites were always the enemy of the people of God. They represent our spiritual enemies. And when you're frustrated and, and, and when, when you don't sense and know the time to make that transition, the enemy will come against you and will come against your thoughts, will come against your vision, will come against your plans, will come against everything and you feel like God has abandoned you. And that moment of frustration, the enemy would want to prey on it. What I mean prey is that you are the, the rabbit and, and he is the fox and he's wanting to get you. And that's why it's important for us to understand and be in communion with God to understand the changes I've got to make in my life, the changes I've got to make in my family, the changes, transitions that I've got to make in my finances, the transitions that I have to make in relationships, because everything survives on relationships and everything will have transitions. Just think about it. You're not where you were, hopefully, five, where you were five years ago. Something has taken place in your life. Changes have come whether you have wanted them or not. Unexpected changes took place and they caused you to have to make transitions. Hello? The loss of a loved one. The loss of a job. The loss of a home. Things that you did not expect. Things that happened unexpectedly and even in unexpected situations, they caused you to make transitions and make changes. Hello? And so the spiritual part of it is that the enemy comes and begins to attack you and your faith begins to be questioned and your God-given assignment begins to be put on trial by doubt. Is this really what God called me to do? Should I have really taken this position? Should have I really bought what I bought? Should I have really gone into this uh, 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 association uh, or, or, or this, uh, um, what do you call it? Should I have gone in partnership with so-and-so in this business, etc., etc. Transitions are, are part of life, but the Bible says in verse 8, Abraham said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me. Abraham understood, well, these are, these are moments of transitions. We've got to make some changes here. We've got to make some changes for the best, for, for not just for me, for, for the best of everyone. Hello. Because when you make transitions, it can't just only be about you. When you make changes, it can't only be about you. Because remember, any changes you make will trickle. Any changes you make can affect those around you. So it can't be just a change about me. About me feeling good. About me being right. It's about being in God's timing and in God's perfect place. And making the changes when God indicates them. Because I've been sensitive to God and I make those changes in my life. And so all of a sudden, there's, there's a change that, that Abraham understands that needs to be made. He looks to his nephew and he says, man, we can't work. The land is too small. There's too much blessings of God, too much potential. We've got to create something here and make some changes. And here Abraham said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me and between the, your herdsmen and my herdsmen. For we are family. We are kinsmen. It's not is, is not the whole land before you? And here's, 
here's, here's one of the things that, that he had to do. He says, separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If you take the right hand, I will go to the left. There comes a point where you realize I've got to make a transition. Some of those transitions require you making your circle of influence a little bit smaller. Some of those transitions require saying, hey, you were with me in this business issue. You were with me as a leader. You were with me, uh, uh, you know, but, but you know what? There's a transition now, and, and I've got to now be a little bit more selective in, in who my leaders are and who my friends are and, and who I'm going to allow to go to certain, you know, you, you know, even Jesus had 12, but out of the 12, 12 mostly came up to here, but then he had three that he allowed to got a little bit close. Hello? Sometimes we want the whole world to have the same privilege. You can't do that. Transitions are very important in your life. And every transition, every change, when I say transition, I'm talking about changes that come. You've got to be very careful and very selective as well. That you've got to make sometimes the tough decisions. I can't have both of you working here, so I've got to let one go. That's hard for any business person. Hello? Hello? Transitions are hard. Abraham is saying, we're, we're, we're fighting, but, but, but we're family. Um, maybe it's time that, that we've got to, you know, split this thing up a little bit, and that way we'll, we'll continue to be friends. Hello. Because if we stay the way we are, you know, it reminds me of um, Paul and Barnabas. John Mark was a young little lad that, had a calling on his life, and he says, dude, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Well, we got to go over here. I'll go with you, man. And, this, and all of a sudden, the, the missionary trip was not, not the cruise ship that he thought he was getting on. Hello? He, he, he thought he was going on a cruise, but he really wasn't going on a cruise. It was actually a battleship. And there came a moment when John Mark says, you know what, I'm out. And Barnabas is trying to encourage him. No, 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 dude, you, you can do this, man. We'll, we'll, we'll go. And, and, and Paul is totally different than Barnabas. Paul is saying, look, dude, you can't hack it, then get out. Okay, if you, if you can't deal with this, then go. Barnabas on the other side is, he'll never learn to deal with this if we don't get him involved in this. Paul is saying, hey, I ain't got time to stop for this dude. We got things to do. Things got to get done. Barnabas saying, yeah, but the dude's young, and, and if he, we don't teach him, and we don't. And so now, because of John Mark, Paul and Barnabas are, are having it out. And they said, you know, you know what? Okay, 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 okay. Look, let's just draw the line here. It's time for a change, a transition. Look, I'll go my way, and you go your way. And if you got time for John Mark, then you take care of John Mark. I ain't got time for that. It's interesting that at the end of Paul's life, nobody's come to visit him but Timothy, his spiritual son. And he says, hey, when you have a chance, come see me and bring John Mark because the dude is good or he's, he, he's, he's worthy uh, uh, for ministry. Sometimes in the transitions, we've, we've got to be very careful of how and, and, and when we do the transitions, because you'll never know. That's why I said it's the discernment of God of who and when may not seem ripe for the moment, 
but if they're not, if they're still green, there's an opportunity for them to ripen. If they're green, there's still hope that they can ripen. But what happens when they're fully ripe? And you guys ever buy bananas? Forgot you had them? And how many of you threw the whole cluster of bananas away just the way you bought them because they were all mushy? They were, anybody? Just me? Y'all, y'all, or y'all vegans or what? Y'all ve- Huh? You've bought fruit. My wife bought some cherries. I love cherries. Forgot all about them. They've been there for about two weeks. Stuck my hand in there, put it in my mouth, and spit them all out. They were, they were sour. They were bad already. Sometimes in transitions, you have to understand and you need to know when it's time to make a transition. And we need to be open-minded. Somebody say open-minded. And be willing to understand what God is wanting to do. Because the transitions and the changes sometimes that God wants to do are not always the way you want God to do them. They're not always the way you designed them or you planned it out. When God brings changes, remember, he's going to bring changes for his glory, but he wants you to be willing to submit to that change because if anybody's going to make anything happen, it's God. And if we try to do anything without God, we're going to find ourselves fat, uh, laying flat on our faces. And so we've got to understand the moments of God of transitions. Now, this is where I really want to get back to transitions. Why is transition important in your life and in your work, in your ministry? Why is transition important? Here he goes. Because here, 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 what, here, this is what transition does. Are you ready? Number one, transitions restore relationships. Remember, I said, look, Lot, you go this way. I'll go this way. But let's save the relationship. The Bible says in verse 8, and Abraham said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me. There's no reason for us to duke it out. There's no reason for you and I. You know what? We, we can make a transition where we make the transition and save the relationship. Hello? Problem is that we want to make transitions and because of the relationship, hey, you, you, then it's done. Somebody said, be nice to the people on your way up because sooner or later you're going to meet them on the way back down. So relationships are important. Some people are so stuck on positions that they could care less about the relationship. And they don't understand that it's the position, it's not a possession. Let me say that again. Sometimes we go get so stuck on the position that we possess it. And your position is not a possession. It is an opportunity granted by God for you to serve with your gifts, with your talents, and your abilities to bless God's people and bring glory and honor to God. That's what God allows you to do when you are in a position. And because of that position, we sometimes, listen to me closely, we sometimes have lost relationships with people, relationships with friends, because we 
thought and thought that the position was more important. It is not. Your relationship is what's important. And Abraham says, even if though there has to be transition, we can make transitions and still talk. We can still make transitions and still drink a cup of coffee. We can still have transitions and you can still come to my camp and I can still go to your camp because relationships is what's more important than the position that I have. And so he says, he says, hey, hey there, there, there doesn't have to be any strife between you and me, between your herdsman and my herdsman. Hey, we're friends here. We're family. When we can do the transitions God's way. Because, listen, we don't always have to do everything the right, the, the same way. Hello? Let me say that again. I don't think you got that. We don't always have to do it the same way. There is a saying that there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. You don't always have to come down I-45 to come to Life City Church. Because if that's the only route you knew, the moment there was construction, you wouldn't have a way to get here. But you can take Bellway 8 and come down Veterans Memorial and then turn on 249 or West Mount Houston to get here. Hello, somebody. There's different ways. There's, there's, there's different avenues. There's different ways that we could accomplish the same thing. But we've got to understand that not everything has to be done the way it was always done. There are times of transitions. You're not wearing bell bottoms like we did. And you're not walking up on six-foot platform shoes like when I was in the 70s that I wore. There is transitions. Hello, somebody. Now you're going back to the 60s, maybe the 50s, back to the, to, to the skinny jeans. And, and that's okay. But Sooner or later, I'll see you in bell-bottom pants again, and I'll see you walking on stilts because that changes, but the Word of God does not change, and we must learn that not everything has to be done the same way. We can do it differently, and for that, we have to be open-minded. Transitions will not work if you're not open-minded. We don't always have to do it the same way. We don't always have to do it in the same structure. Transitions will cause us to have to make strong decisions. If you're going to change, the, the, we, we say this a lot and we hear it a lot, uh, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, 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 over again and expect a different result. We've got to understand that to make a change and to transition, it's going to require in some of our areas of our lives to make strong decisions. Hey, you want to lose weight? It's going to require a strong decision. Stay away, of the, away from the fried foods and, and stay away from uh, the, the fried tacos and, uh, and stay away from the fried pupusas. And I know you're in a hurry, but stay away from fast foods. Hello? And learn to get up early from the table. Don't get that second plate. 
That's a strong decision. Hello. It's going to require you to, okay, I'm going to try and walk a block every morning, not, 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 not around your bed. I'm talking about going outside. It's a strong decision. If you want changes in your life, there's going to take strong decisions. Are, are you listening to me? And that's one of the reasons why we never move forward into the new seasons of our lives. That's why some of the times we never even get out from where we've been all this time. And, and we wonder, why doesn't it grow? And, and why doesn't my business grow? grow and why doesn't my invent grow because sometimes we've got to make the strong decision and say this is what God is leading me to do and I'm going to trust God I'm gonna... the last time Moses listened to his people they were stuck 40 years in the desert and all of them died except for that new re- generation that was being born within that 40 years in the desert and so Transitions require a strong decision. In this case, they said it's not whole. It's not the whole land before you. Separate yourself from me. And if you take to the right, I'll go to the left. If you take to the left, I'll go to the right, etc., etc., etc. Abraham knew that it was time to, to make a strong decision. You think it was easy for him? It was his family. They saw God prosper them together. They saw God bring abundance together. They saw God move in, 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 in giving them what they had. You're my family. See, here's the deal. When you do transitions in the will of God, when you do transitions in the will of God, there's still mutual respect. You see, because if I don't respect you, hey, let's, let's split this thing. I could care less. Doesn't hurt. That's the best thing that can happen. But if I respect you and I love you, it's, man, this, you know, Danny, I, I don't know how to, or, you know, or an employee, you, you know, I, I don't know how to, um, I, I, I just can't, or in leadership, I, I don't know how to tell you, man, but, but, but there's respect. It hurts because I respect you. I, I know your abilities. I know your talents. I, I know your gifting. This is hard to do. So Abraham understands what transitioning requires. And not only that, listen closely. If you do that, transitions will take us to have to act and exercise our faith. If you take the left hand, I will go to the right. If you take the right hand, I will go to the left. When you read the story... Lot takes all the green part of the valley and gives Abraham all the mountain and the rugged. That's why I said transitions will will, will take you to a strong faith. Because while Lot was depending on the valley and how the land looked, Abraham was depending on God. Abraham's faith was so strong, he says, I don't care where you want to go. 
I don't care what you choose. Wherever I go, I know God is going to bless me there. Whatever God gives me, I know God. If it's in the desert, God will make rivers in the desert. God will make an oasis in the desert. God will do whatever he has to do. I don't have a... That's why I'm giving you the choice. Because I know the God that I serve. I know what God wants to do in my life. I know that the faith I have in God is not going to be weakened or is not going to be put, put me to shame. So you choose. I'll give you the choice so that you could see the God that I serve and see what God is wanting to do and where God is wanting to take me. Yeah. Oh, I'll choose it. No, I no, dude. You choose, dude. I know. I, God's with me. I got this. You, you, I don't know your faith. I know mine. So you choose. Probably you need to choose first because you don't have faith. Maybe you need to do that because you don't have your, that trust in God. Hello? I remember that I tried many times, but I couldn't make it work with Elazar and Joey. But I was remembered of this teaching. It says, okay, if you guys are going to share, it would, this is what we would do. Joey, you cut, but Elazar gets to choose the piece. Or vice versa. Okay, Joey or Elazar, you cut, but Joey gets to choose the piece. Why would you do that? Because if I'm cutting it, I better make sure I cut it right down the middle because he's got first choice. Hello? Hello? If y'all didn't know that, start teaching baby Z that, you know. Hello? You, you, go ahead, you cut it, but he gets first choice. <laughs> so, oh, okay, well, I'll, let's get the tape measure out and make sure it's 50-50 here, because, right? But if you had to cut it and you were choosing, I know how you'd cut it. I used to play with my, my fool, my, my brother Lionel. That's probably why he's smarter now than we are. Because, you know, we, I know y'all never dealt with, with um, government programs. We were always on WIC and food stamps, okay? So, so um, it was very rare that we were able to get the good cereal. You know what I'm talking about? The one that had the toy in it. And it you know what I'm talking about, Juan? Huh? Uh, Frisco, do you ever remember those? You know? And so because we had food stamps, we had to get the bag that had no sugar in it. Amen, somebody? Huh? Everybody was talking about Frosted Frakes and, and, and Tony the Tiger. And, and, you know, we had some little cat cereal. You know, while Tony was great. Ours was, meow. Anyway, but whenever we had the opportunity to get the good cereal, that's where I kicked in. And so I, we would serve each other. That's what I'm saying. Lionel's vicious now. He's, he's a, and I'd say, hey, Lionel. And, and I'd already eaten most of my cereal. I said, I'll race you. See who eat, who, you know, and man, and, and whoever loses is a sissy, man. He says, no, you, you, you are almost done with yours. Okay, I'll make it even. And I'd switch him. So I could have more cereal, his, eat his. And he'd fall for that all the time. Like I said, now Lionel's shrewd, man. With, with business, you don't want to mess with Lionel. You better make sure you, you don't. But that, that's what I'm getting at is when, when, when you respect one another, it, it, it's difficult. It's hard. But, but I want God's will. And, and you can choose. I, it doesn't matter. But, but, but I just want you to know I'm going to let God have all his. Hello? I'm going to let God show himself off in me. 
And some of you need to learn that, that, that deal. That, hey, hey, I'm okay. You, you want, that's fine. You do and you choose whatever, but it, I just want you to know I will let God show, show off in, 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 in your decision. Hello. You, you cut it this way, but I get to choose. Hello, somebody. You, you cut it this, but I get to choose because God is with me. And, and transitions require for you to trust God and know, especially if you know that God said and you know that you know that you know that you know, you should be able to chill out at night and doesn't matter who said what or what they did at the end of the day God is going to be God he's on my side I have his favor and God is going to show himself off on my behalf transitions require that and that's why sometimes we stop and we don't make the changes that we need to make when we need to make them because maybe I don't trust God the way I should trust him and, and so here, here's another thing let, let me give you just just to finish real quick so so there are some signs of transitions and then there are those moments of, of where, where transitions um, begin to, to take place and, and begin to form and convince us that we've got to make transitions. But this, this is what I wanted to get to because if you can make that transition and you can allow God to make those changes in your life, to, to, to read his word and, and to get into prayer with him and to get involved in church and to use your abilities and talents for his glory. If you can allow God to make those changes in your life, this is, this is what's going to begin to happen. I already told you that, that, that it causes us to, to um, uh, uh, restore relationships and keep the relationships because there's respect, mutual respect. But, but, but this, is, this is what I wanted to get to. When you make transitions, the result of transitions is that all of a sudden you will get a fresh word from God. You know, if you don't, if you don't make, here, here, here's a good test for you. Exodus chapter 6 through Exodus chapter 15, if I'm not mistaken. You read every first verse. And you're going to hear this, and the Lord spoke, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord spoke, and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, and the Lord spoke, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses. Every verse from verse chapter 6 to chapter 15, verse 1, and the Lord said, and the Lord. But from, verse, from, ch uh, from chapter 9 through 11, God really doesn't say anything until you've already done the first thing. Or what he asked. God doesn't give another, what's it called, uh, plague until Moses has obeyed to do the first one. Like God saying, I ain't got nothing else to say to you. Do this and then you'll get another word. Some of y'all have been coming to church now, Life City Church for a while. And you come and you go back like you didn't hear anything. You come and it's like, ah, oh, that must have been for somebody else. Oh, I don't know why the pastor didn't bring a word, you know, for my life. You would think the pastor would have better to say. I mean, I get up early in the morning. I got to get up early. Well, not that early. We get here at 1130, but still. I could have been watching the Texans. I came to church and, and you know, and... and that person must have really needed, because I didn't think that word was any great, anything good. You know, but, oh, but that guy, look at that person. Oh, wow, they're at the altar. Ah. I was over-exaggerating, because I, I heard the same thing, and nothing happened. And the reason could be because God's tired, really, of talking 
waiting for some action from you. Because verse 9, I mean, verse 14 says this. The Lord said to Abraham, listen, after Lot had separated from him. After. By the way, if you study Lot's life, he really wasn't a good influence anyway. Because he takes the valley, then he finds himself in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he can't even convince his, his son-in-laws that there's going to be judgment. So after Abraham, Lot had separated from After, it says here, the Lord said to Abraham after. All of a sudden, there's a new word that's coming for that season. All of a sudden, there's new instructions that's coming because I was willing to, to make a decision in my life to better myself. I, I, was, I was willing to, to go ahead and trust God, and, and I had to make a decision in my life to, to get right with God, to get closer to God, to serve God. And some of you have been playing a merry-go-round because you, you, you keep playing this in and, you know, you're, you're like, like, like this. Have you ever seen that jump rope? You know, when they've got two people with jump rope, and you're like like this, and you're like, you know, you see them going like this. Like, do I go in or do I not go in? And do I go in and do I not go in? And do I go in? And, you, and then you get in and jump once, and you come back out. And, and do I go in again and do, do I not go in? And, th and then you jump in and you, and you, you come out, you know. And, and do I go in again and do I not go in? And then you jump in again and you go and you go and boom, you got all tangled up. There's some people, look at me, not the person next to you, that are playing that jump rope with God in church. That you come in and should I go in or should I not? Should I go in and should I not? And you come in one service and you jump once and you're okay. Ah, but once you start coming in, because you haven't really been in, you get all tangled up. And, and so one of the things that happens here is that when you finally decide to make up your mind to serve God and make up your mind and tighten your belt and say, I'm not going to quit, I'm not going to go back, I'm sorry that life is not pretty and roses every day. I'm sorry the sun doesn't come out, out every day. I'm sorry that people treat you badly day in and day out. But that's life, baby, and it's going to be over pretty soon when we go to the Lord and we go to heaven. But until that time, I've got to learn to strap myself, get on the word, and get in prayer and understand I'm more than a conqueror here and I need a fresh word and to get that fresh word I've got to make some decisions and make some changes in my life and in my habits then the Lord said after Lot I can't give you a new word until you're willing to make changes in your life and stop playing this merry-go-round deal and stop playing in and out church can't give you a fresh word. Because even if I gave it to you, you've already lost it. You've already missed half of it. Because half of you is in and the other half is out. You don't get the whole thing. And so Abraham finally makes the tough decision and says, okay, I've got I've to make changes in my life. Uh, I can't keep, I'm frustrated. I don't hear from God anymore. This relationship and this deal is, is bringing tension between me and a loved one, me and my brother. I can't have that. So he makes his transition, and, and, and you get a specific word. The second thing you'll get is that you'll get a fresh vision again. Listen, the Lord, verse 14, the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot, the Lord said, after Lot had separated from him, 
Listen to what he tells them. Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Look northward and look southward, eastward and westward. Why was he telling him that? Because when you're frustrated, you can't see clearly anymore. When you're frustrated, you don't see the vision that God gave you anymore. It was like God telling him, would you look up now? You've been there. You haven't gone anywhere. Now look up and see as far as you can see. See as far as you can see north and see as far as you can see south and see as far as you can see east and see as far as you can see west. It was like Abraham saying, where was I and where was this all this time? It's been there. But your frustration and, 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 and in all of this uh, uh, bickering and, and all of this indecisiveness to get right with God and to move with God and to move with the cloud. Even the people of God understood that. Walking in the desert, we will not move if the cloud does not move. And it's like, whoa, where, where was I? Where was all of this? Where, where, where was all of this? How come I didn't see this before? How come I didn't see this potential before? How come I didn't see this opportunity before? It was there. Frustration will not allow you to see clearly. You remember Hagar. That was uh, Abraham's wife, Sarah, servant. And Sarah tried to help Abraham out because he couldn't have children. He says, lay with her and have a child. That wasn't the promised child. They just couldn't wait. They couldn't wait for the right timing of transition. So they rushed it. And that's one of the things in transition. You have to be in the right timing of God. You can't go before it and you can't go after it. There has to be the right timing of God. And so now she's pregnant. She has a baby. Sarah gets jealous and runs her off. And the Bible says she goes and the water finished. She says, I can't see my baby die. She sits him down and, 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 and the baby begins to cry and she goes and cries. I can't see my baby. Right? Natural. Who'd want to see their baby die? Huh? Then God speaks to her. And after God speaks to her, the Bible says that then God opened her eyes. And when she opened her eyes, she was right next to a well of water. Why didn't she see it before? Sometimes God has to open our eyes because in our frustration, that things are not working out the way they should, or they're not moving as fast as we think they should move. And, and all of a sudden, everything begins to become blur. And we no longer see that God is right there. Your answer is right there. What I'm going to bless you is right there. The vision is clearer than ever. It's still there. But sometimes we lose that because we're so frustrated. We're losing it. Anybody here ever cried besides me? Huh? Oh, y'all are really tough. Wow. I've noticed, I don't know about you, that when I start crying, I can't see clearly. Hello? The tears blur it. It's like going underwater and you swim underwater without goggles and you open your eyes and you can see something that's there but it's not clear. Sometimes you're crying of the soul in your life because things are not the way you would want them to be blur everything else. You may not be crying on the outside but you're crying on the inside and the 
inner tears of your soul have blurred everything. And like if God's not there, like if God doesn't care, like if it was a lie from God, everything that he promised to you. But there comes a moment where you've got to make that strong decision. And when you do, God will speak to you and all of a sudden you begin to see, man, where was I? And he hadn't even moved anywhere. It was still there. Not only that, I, I, I promise, I'm, com I'm coming to a, to, to, to a finish. Uh, 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 transitions will introduce us to acts of faith. You're going to have to take an act of faith. The Bible says, arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. Listen, so Abraham moved his tent. This, this is for leaders that are here. Don't ever think that your position, you should hold on to it strongly. Because there are moments that we miss. I'm talking out of experience. There are moments of God that we miss because we're holding on so tight that we cannot pick up the tent and move where God tells us to move. God never called us to build our own kingdom and to build palaces and empires. God called us to serve him with a loose hand so that when he says it's time to get up and go, we can get up and take our tent and move in the direction that God is taking us. Listen, I finish with this. Come on, musicians. It'll give me about 10 more minutes thinking that we're going to finish. You ever have that in a service? We have the musicians to come up. And everybody's like, oh, okay, he's coming to a close. They play like 30 minutes up there and preachers still preaching. <laughs> and then he says, would you stand to your feet? Fine, he's going to close. And then you're standing for another 15 minutes, right? Would you come to the altar? Finally, we're going to pray at the altar. And he preaches another 10 minutes about what he's going to pray about. Well, I'm not going to do that, okay? Jeremiah 48, 11 is the last verse I want to share with you. It says, Moab has been at ease from his youth. And that's one of our problems. The problem is that we're always taking it easy. So he's been at ease from his youth, listen, and has not settled on his dregs. Dregs are like, like vessels of, uh, of where you poured water in. In, in this verse here, it's where, where, where you pour uh, the wine in. And it says this, he has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Because some of the things that they would do, when, when they would do the wine, they, to keep it fresh, they would pour it from vessel to vessel so that it wouldn't settle. Because if, the, if the, the wine would settle on the bottom, it would lose its taste. L listen to what it says. Has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has it gone into exile. So his taste remains in him and his scent has not changed. You smell the same. Look at me. Don't look at the person next to you. He's saying, because there's not been any change, he smells the same. Have you ever gone into a stuffy room that hadn't been used? There's no fan that has been circulating. It's there. And you walk in and you smell the mistiness, the stuffiness. And like, oh, let's put some spray in it. Dear. Hello? That's what, that's what God was saying to Moab. And he says, because they've not changed, because they've not been willing to be poured out and bring a fresh smell. Hello. Look at me. Not the person next to you. I know you're saying that. You still smell mothballs. He says, I will send 
I will send those that will break the jars. In other words, what he's saying is you're so comfortable that you're not willing to make the changes that are necessary in your life and your life has become dull and stale. Why wait for God to bring something that, that would devastate us to force us to change? The last thing God wants to do is to force you to change. Your growth in God and your growth in the Word automatically should take you to change. Transitions are tough in those areas that need to be changed that we don't want to change. But the things that we really want to change, the transition becomes easy. God is calling us to view where we are and why are you not fulfilling your purpose in the land because it's small. You need to get out of that comfort zone. There's a lot that needs to be done. There's a lot of chairs that need to be filled. There's a lot of work that can be done. So there has to be transition. Are you willing to make those transitions?